Have you ever found yourself wondering about the healing potential of the human body and the power of the mind and what is truly possible? Well, guys, today's episode is uh, is just for you then. Welcome, first of all, to the expanded show with myself, Dan James. It's amazing to have you here today, and uh, I'm, I'm truly excited for this episode. This week's guest, I got to sit down with Mr. Patrick Atherton, a phenomenal human being, and honestly, his story is mind-blowing. Uh, if Pat had to listen to the doctors and his prognosis about a year ago when he was diagnosed with a cancerous brain tumor, he probably wouldn't be here today. But uh, Pat decided to heal himself and to live and to create his own reality through a, through a whole range of different methods, uh, which we discussed today. Uh, but it's an amazing story. We touch on things uh, such as meditation and how it's, uh, how it's changed Pat's life. Uh, we, we talk about yoga and exercise, intermittent fasting, uh, the benefits of the plant-based diet uh, in healing himself, uh, cryotherapy, cold water swims, uh, the power of the mind and the teachings of people such as Dr. Joe Dispenza and Dr. Bruce Lipton, uh, John Keogh, and how, how Pat is utilizing these teachings in his daily life. Uh, we talk about Pat's personal faith and uh, his trusting in a higher power. We tackle the subject of uh, the fear of death, and uh, we even touched on this ridiculous COVID-19 situation we find ourselves in. Another area we touch on, which is truly fascinating for me, is uh, the healing properties of cannabis oil and the the endocannabinoid system. I'm going to put a link up uh, in the description to uh, an amazing TED Talk. I would highly recommend you guys go check out by Dr. Rachel Knox. And this is information I truly believe we all should be aware of. Um, so check it out. Let me know if you are interested in this specific product called Entourage Oil that Pat has been using to heal himself. Uh, it's it's honestly it's phenomenal stuff. If things like uh, cannabinoids and terpenes and all of these things sound foreign to you, don't worry. It was foreign to me as well. But the more I learn about this stuff and uh, the, the potential healing benefits and all the amazing amazing stuff that this stuff can do um, it's uh, it's a shame that not more of us know about it so if you guys are interested in the product let me know i can hook you up and uh, check out entourage and let me know if you are interested but without further ado let's delve straight into this amazing episode and please guys let me know what you think don't forget to like and subscribe as well if you're enjoying the content and uh, we'll see you on the next one peace We go ahead. Yeah. Let's kick this off. You ready? Yeah. Brother. Right eh? Pat, first of all, thanks for taking the time to no be out there, man. I really appreciate it. Um, got to give a bit of a shout out to our mutual friend, Ivano Lupini. Yeah, thanks for setting us <laughs> up, man. Yeah, old goat up in Mali. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's an absolute gem of a human. And uh, he, he, that he is, eh? Yeah. He reached out and he was like, Darren, you got to chat to Pat. And I was just like, absolutely. And then uh, I told Tara about the potential, and she was just like, on my case, like, you got to get this up. So yeah, thanks to him for setting this up, and uh, yeah, thanks for well, being here. I hope I can do it justice, yeah? <laughs> no, definitely. I think this is going to be so much more than a podcast, because honestly, your story is phenomenal. And uh, for me, it's very rare that I get to meet somebody who has so many kind of similar interests, especially in the esoteric side of things. And uh, I mean, we did a cold swim this morning, which was phenomenal. Amazing, yeah. Yeah. I think we'll touch on that just now. A whole range of topics I want to get into. But I think just to give some context to people who don't know you and don't know your story, um, can we just go back about a year ago? Was it almost a year now? It it would be a year ago on 
the 22nd of August, eh? Yeah, um, yeah. next but, week. Uh, yeah, so I was, um, yeah, about a year ago, well, on the 22nd of August last year, I woke up, uh, well, I was awake. Um, we had a bride of friends place in Camps Bay uh, on the Wednesday night, and then, yeah, went, went to bed, um, woke up, as I normally do in the middle of the night, uh, to go to the toilet and uh, came back to bed and lay in bed and um, yeah, for about two minutes and next thing you know, yeah, something started happening in my body and um, yeah, I started having a seizure. I didn't know at the time, I just said, yeah, you think you're dying and um, well, it felt like I was fading away um, and the more I was trying to get words out the more I was like um, yeah convulsing and luckily my wife Jess was next to me and um, because she volunteers for NSRI so she was quite calm and collected and but uh, yeah she was asking thinking I was having a nightmare but uh, yeah I was crying like please just help me I like and you want to get out that um I, I, I can't I, I can't imagine for somebody who's never had a seizure what it must be like to not no, have control it's, it's scary eh um and most people I've since found out are actually asleep uh when they're having their seizure so they don't remember okay. they're having a seizure but um yeah I was awake and yeah so it was this well scariest moments of my life and um I literally yeah um the most the worst fear for me was not being able to, yeah, uh, tell my wife I love her. Um, Did you think that it was the end? Did you yeah, no, it was. I genuinely thought it was the end. Eh? Like yeah. I just didn't know what was going on in my head. Eh? It was literally, yeah, the most frightening experience, yeah, I've ever had. Eh? And um, I, if, um, because I thought I'd lost like my speech mm -hmm. and. I know I feel I feel bad when thinking about it now, but yeah, I mean, there's people out there who've never spoken in their life, or and for me it was the most frightening experience. Not thinking that, you know, I'm, am I ever going to be able to speak again? And then, it, uh, yeah, we went to uh, gardens, the Medicross in a uh, Mediclinic in gardens, yes. and uh, yeah, they took me into the. Um, emergency room uh, got me on a bed um, the doctors started attending to me and then did their tests and then everyone uh, walked away from me um, left me to just chillax and that and the next thing I've started having a seizure again and obviously again my I'd lost my speech so no one could hear me and so I started hitting the hospital bed to get the nurse's attention and um, the nurses and doctors rushed over and they just stood around me and yeah, they, cause they, I didn't realize at the time but there's nothing they can do when your body's in seizure. People with epilepsy, I mean, that's what they go through yeah. their whole lives, eh? Um, I, I still can't comprehend that your body is doing something that you're not controlling. It's just, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, it's scary, but uh, yeah, about an hour later, like, I started getting my speech back, um, the doctors came and did further tests, and then, yeah, they said, I can go home, and yeah. Um, yeah. I just knew I wasn't having any of it, eh? so I said to them, there's something wrong, I'm not, and 
the night before I'd uh, smoking a joint okay. and I told the doctors because I wanted to obviously tell them once I could speak I wanted to tell them everything so they asked me about the night before so I said I had a couple of drinks and I had smoked a joint and then straight away the doctors blamed oh it's because of the, the weed uh, <laughs> yeah. but I knew it wasn't that eh? yeah. um, but still they were insistent it was, I could go home and um, I just said no and about two weeks prior to this, I went with my um, my grandfather's wife, Diane, to a book launch. Well, my late grandfather. Mm. Um, yeah, he passed away last year, July. Um, but anyway, that's another story altogether. But uh, yeah, so I went with her to this book launch. And I don't know if you remember the story uh, about Jenna Lowe. Um, Get no. Me to 21. No, I've heard about it, but I don't know it. No. Yeah, so her mom wrote a book, Get Me to 21, uh, yeah, as a tribute to her daughter and what's their, their story. And uh, I just remember while she was talking, she, I mean, I don't know her exact words, but basically that's if the doctors had have done all their tests at their disposal, her daughter would be alive today. Mm. Um, so I just refused to um, leave and eventually they agreed to give me an MRI. So they wanted to send you home and that was it? Yeah, and because they thought, oh, yeah, it was the it was weed, eh? <laughs> uh, and that's why I was having the seizures. But, um, yeah, they asked, when I, after I went into the MRI, as soon as I knew they said I had to go back in again, I knew something was wrong. And then the third time when they when they asked to they said I need to go back in and uh, they inject you with dye so they can see whatever is going on and that's yeah. when I knew yeah for sure there's something wrong eh I remember the doctor who was going to send me home uh, come in and I could just see her face she just said I'm so sorry but you know you have a, a four bar f well she didn't say the exact size but she says you have a growth on your your brain and you know, we recommend you see a neurosurgeon. Um, so yeah, so that was the when I knew that uh, I had this growth in my brain. We didn't know at the time if, whether it was um, cancerous or not. Um, but uh, yeah, and then we said it was a four by five centimeters size. About that, yeah. Um, that's, that's massive. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I think it's the size of a golf ball basically. Um, saw the neurosurgeon. And yeah, they said they had to operate as soon as possible uh, because I'd had a, uh, they diagnosed me with it, it was a, a high-grade high grade terminal and incurable brain cancer. There's another special name for it, it's a rare type of tumour. Okay. Um, so incurable, terminal. Yeah, so, um, and then yeah, I mean, I, the first day I, um, when I googled what it was, I was scared for my life, yeah? yeah. Um, so that's when I realized, don't Google. It's, it's amazing. And up until this point, when we spoke before this, you were telling me, till today, well now, you don't know what your prognosis is. No. You, you know that you've healed yourself. Yeah. And that's, that's amazing. I just know from that first Google I did. Yes. And you're like, I'm not looking at this. Yeah, because and, it basically it said... Um, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, okay, bad news. It, yeah. Okay. But um so I've just always chosen to not okay. look at that. But um I think I only really so that next those first like week after like 
getting the, having the seizure, meeting the neurosurgeon. Like, if you saw me, I was in a bad place, eh? Yeah. Um, scared, like, couldn't sleep. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, oh, yeah, it, was, it was super scary. Jess, obviously, has, she's been strong throughout the whole thing. Mm. And, um, but, yeah, she, the one morning, I think there was the following week, or the same week after we saw the neuro, but she had to, like, go do a sweat 1000 class and uh, Andrew and Paul the trainers well yeah. they own the business they've just been amazing um, to us throughout the whole thing and um, they introduced her to Johnny um, yes. from Awake Yoga Studio upstairs yeah. in the sweat center and she's a um, yoga teacher yeah. she's a yoga teacher yeah. but she's also a healer and just a they man, just knew that I needed to meet needed with John, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had the pleasure of meeting her uh, two days ago. On the Zoom. On yeah. the Zoom call with you. Yeah, that's fantastic. We did that yoga need to yeah. meditation. No, she's, um, she seems like an amazing yeah, person. No, she's an amazing individual. But yeah, like my wife, she's, yeah, I believe they're angels. Um, <clears> sent down to yeah. Yeah, help, to help me help and you. protect me. Um, but uh, yeah, so she taught me how to breathe and and breathe my way through when okay. I think I'm having seizures. Yeah. And then she taught me to meditate. So we, I'd actually started with the yoga nidras with her. And now I, yeah, that I was, do... That a, was five days before your surgery? Yeah, you, I can't, it was a few days before, before my surgery. Okay. But she literally dedicated her next, like the days leading up to my surgery to teach me how yeah. to meditate and just calm myself down because yes. uh, they wanted to have an awake surgery initially. Okay. Um, Oh, yeah, I mean, I should tell you what the neurosurgeon said, eh? Yeah, um, So basically, they, had to, they needed to operate quickly because the tumor had... Um, so they didn't know if I'd, um, at the time, whether... Until they took it out, they didn't know at the time whether it was um, a high-grade or low-grade tumor. Um, that's one thing they couldn't say because they had to do a, a biopsy when they actually took the tumor out. Mm. Um but they had suspected that it was a uh, high grade, um, and that's why they needed to operate okay. uh, ASAP. And uh, they gave me two options. The first option would be to remove the full tumor, but I'd lose mobility in the right inside of my body. Or the second option would be to move as much of the tumor as possible, but they would still leave some in to, because it was so near my motor cortex. Okay. Um, and obviously, I, yeah, t- to think of, yeah, I couldn't live with not being able to use the right inside of my body. And uh, it wasn't an option for me being, being a keen cyclist and yeah. Yeah. Uh, did runner. They, and, did, yeah. did they basically give you the option that you'll have more chance of survival if you go the full route? And, and Correct, yeah. Okay, so um, you opted to take your chances and, and create your Take own. my chances and see how it goes from yeah. there. Eh? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so anyway, then, yeah, obviously. So did that... Um, just quickly going into the meditation before the the surgery you're going to go into even though it was like a crash course delving into it quickly before your surgery that couple of days leading up to it did that must have really helped you just get yeah it's it's amazing like if you asked me to to meditate before or like even do yoga um i would have laughed at you like not a um yeah as as um Jess always calls me a, a fairy. Mm. Uh, but um, 
it wasn't part of your world no no it wasn't like and I just think yeah it it actually forced me to because now I I mean I was fighting for survival like yes um, I didn't know I mean I I could have died in the surgery you're facing a life and death situation like what you'll do Mm -hmm. and that's when I started to realize like the power I mean I didn't go into the power of the mind until much later but I started to then realize um and yeah i think um, kind of realize that you can take control of your state of being and just calm yourself down with with and i think also before then like i was always a christian and believed in god but i don't think i gave god enough credit um yeah throughout my life um Meditation help you. I definitely like in those five days. I've refound my yes. faith in God, um, and I was yeah praying. Hect- it's yes. weird, obviously, yeah. when you get put in those situations. You I can imagine. Sadly, uh, yeah. that's how mo- a lot of people do find their faith again. I but think it's it's uh, it's interesting the the religious topic because I'm not necessarily specifically religious. I went to a religious school and grew up semi-religious, but and I kind of put off that and went on my own journey but the more I've gone down this road especially with the meditation I think it all points to the same thing so whether you know whatever your faith is you yeah. find you, with techniques like meditation all that stuff you actually get to experience the divine or, or, or whatever that higher power whatever it is whatever you call it God or whatever I think it's it's phenomenal that you got to have a deeper understanding of, of your yeah. faith through the meditation I mean I, th- I think in the um, the ones leading up to or was it after? I can't remember. But I mean, I've had some amazing experiences during mm. meditation where I've, yeah, I've witnessed, I wouldn't say um, God himself because, yeah, it's not. But I've, I've seen my grandfather who was very religious mm. and sitting in, in, in prayer with me. Uh, yeah. And I've seen lights, like incredible yeah. lights. And we all have access yeah. to that healing light. And I believe that's the Holy Spirit. Um, mm. But it's just an incredible feeling when you can, yeah. like, and I, I don't manage to access it all the time because yeah. it's, but it's, it's there. If we yeah. all have the yes. ability to, and sure. the power yeah. to access that healing energy. And, um, yeah, it just. And it's difficult to describe. It's quite ineffable when you yeah, experience no, no, those it's, states. It's, it's, it's a different. It's like you, you shake and, I mm. mean, I uh, went with uh, and Johnny can, back me up on this but like we got some pretty amazing experiences yeah like when I was uh, lying down and um, doing the yoga nidra um, which is like a, it's it's a form of yoga where you one hour is worth four hours sleep they say yes and the, the key is not to fall asleep during that hour um, and she talks you through I mean there's loads on the internet and it's not a new yeah, practice or anything from um, what I experienced obviously it's doing one one yeah. session with you it's almost like a, quite a big body scan you yeah. place in your awareness throughout your body a lot of points to some of the stuff that yeah. the teachers point to which is great and you becoming aware of all but that but I even find now when I do them now because I even I try to do like three at least three three times a week generally with Johnny, but otherwise I've, I've found a few cool ones online to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, I find now, like, even the more I've, I've, I've um, healing myself and getting to a point yes. where now I believe I've, yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Um, I find I'm, like, falling back into the same trap 
and you don't have those deep connections that I used was okay. previously getting. But I think the lockdowns also affected yeah. that because normally you'd be in a studio with whoever, mm. yes, and, more and it helps when yeah. there's more people doing it because the energy is electrified. For um, sure. That collective energy definitely yeah. is a, is a um, thing. But uh, I know I'm going off. Yeah, I know. I know also we're going. But I want before we get back onto that, uh, just something popped up. You were telling me about that experience you had um, with, the, with the homeless person that you helped out. Such on the religious topic that uh, you're finding God. Yeah. Can you tell us yeah, that yeah, story? So because I thought that was phenomenal. No, no. So I've, I've noticed like um, uh, there's been a guy under a tree um, where the Greenpoint Stadium is. Mm. Um, I forget what road it's called. Um, Going down to it's, the waterfront. It's the there. main road just before yeah. the, the, the roundabout. Yeah. Um, but coming uh, past the stadium towards Sea Points. Um, and on the left-hand side there, and um, yeah, I was, I was actually telling my brother about the experience, and he said, no, you got to, like, listen, and I, you, you know, in your mind, um, I just had something telling my mind, uh, in my mind, to go and visit or speak to this guy, um, and I spoke to my brother, and he said, no, that's God, that's without a doubt, it's not, and that's, I think, where a lot of times where you think it's just your mind talking to you, but it's actually God. Um, and anyway, I decided to help. Like, I've literally seen him for the last few months. Um, so drive past and see him. And he'd him always there. be there, and I'd see him praying and all of that. And um, anyway, so I finally I got back from my parents' place the other day on Sunday, I think it was. And he did. He, I saw he didn't have shoes on, so I put a pair of my a pair of my shoes to give to him and uh, took two nut bars and some money um, uh, and I ended up uh, yeah, running to him and I normally in these situations I just like drop off the stuff and but when I got to the place where he was sitting I just yeah I just felt this like um, I don't know it was a weird like calming energy in the air eh? and he was outside I mean the, the night before it had been, been raining and um, it's been hectic weather eh? yeah. and he's got, he had his plastic around him I mean he had clothes and stuff uh, and then I started ended up sitting down and speaking to him and um, he said he was a prophet yeah. Uh, which yeah I believe uh, and he was um, teaching in a church in Kailicha but he said Jehovah, which I had to go uh, Google, but Jehovah means uh, God in yeah. Hebrew or something like that, yeah. eh? Because he kept referencing Jehovah, so, um, and I so, probably so should you, know So this. you said to him you were going to pray for him or something, and he was like... Yeah, oh. and he said, no, and Jehovah, you don't, it doesn't work like that, he said to me. He said, Jehovah doesn't want you to pray for me because I'm a prophet. Okay, and he was so like just he was happy like I mean he's living outside in like yeah. the bad weather he said and he's was specifically sent to that um, I don't know if it was that exact spot or wherever yeah, but yeah. that street to pray for humankind he said okay. and he started reading telling me the scripture which I to be honest I didn't know what he was talking about um, but I listened and uh, he started praying for me. I obviously told him a bit about my story and where I was at and how I found my faith. And he started praying for me. And 
I just, yeah, you know, this, this emotion that came over me, I just started crying, eh? Um, and, yeah, he Like said, a mystical experience. Yeah, you know, he there. said to me, he said, Jehovah has healed you. Right. Uh, and I believe it. Yeah. And, um... It's amazing. Yeah, so, I mean, and then I actually went back yesterday. I dropped him off in Archie. Okay. I've actually bought some so stuff. So he's still there? Yeah, he's still there. Uh, okay. He's not going... I mean, he's, he had, like, um like a diamond shape that he had created in the sand. And uh, he said the, the shape of a diamond is, oh, it's an angel. Okay. Um, and the angel is there to protect him. Um, and yeah, it was just weird. Like there's a whole lot of other homeless people around. Mm. And uh, normally when you like given to um, homeless people, uh, all of them come running. Well, that's my experience anyway, because yes. um, they they desperate, but no one like came. Eh? It was yeah. the weirdest experience. No, they just left us um, yeah, while I was sitting there. And I mean, I was obviously in my running gear, and I ended up taking off my running jacket and giving it to him. Amazing. Like he said to me that he's he's not allowed to beg. He can't, but he said people want to give him stuff, they can, mm. but. Uh, Otherwise, yeah, he's just quite happy to be there and pray. He's, yeah. He said he's praying for humankind because we've just got so far gone from what it's all about, eh? Um, That's powerful. And I've learned a lot about myself and, yeah, it, the, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing the, the synchronicities and the events and the people that you meet when you start tapping into that space of prayer and meditation and all that. And 100%, it's, eh? It's phenomenal. Um, just to quickly so go back to go the, back just the to surgery. Finish, yeah, so, the yeah, surgery. So, you just want to get that. So I had the surgery. Long story short, my wife's going to give me shit for saying that because <laughs> she says I say that all the time. But yeah. Uh, the yeah, so they, they managed success. to get all the the tumor, the yeah. um, which was uh, amazing. So after like six and a half hours surgery, uh, Doctor Rutowski said he. Um, managed to yeah do a full resection of the tumor yeah uh, which was great news and yeah i mean i was supposed to be in hospital for two weeks and then rehab for four weeks um yeah. but i was out the hospital in four days yeah, eh? yeah. Um, and i think mostly and uh, these these things yeah yeah are so bad for us yeah it's not even funny and i learned like i just saw like in the hospital where I was at in Christian Barnard everyone like lying in bed I don't know they're not all they didn't all have whatever they had but everyone was either had their headphones on or looking at their phones mm. and I obviously chose to not have mine mm. uh, yeah EMF exposure is real yeah and, and um, I think that's what partly reason also is because um, you didn't have your phone at all. I didn't have my phone at all. Just so you know, like I had probably like 20, 30 people of my closest friends and family, my mom, my dad, my sister. uh, Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely power in that connective energy. And it's, yeah, they, I mean, they were there like all day. Mm -hmm. um, And I came out of my surgery. Um, and you thought that was it done surgery success yeah, I'm good to go yeah 100% and then Jace even put out a, a post on Facebook as she does um, saying like the surgery was like success well I thought anyway that was it eh? yes. like he's got it all like 
Yeah. Let's move, like, try, yeah. try to get on with life. And you know, I had to go see an oncologist, um, Sarah, uh, Dr. Sarah Fed, uh, an amazing doctor. Um, but I just thought it was a formality uh, going mm. to see the oncologist because I didn't really understand how cancer worked um, at the time. And, uh, yeah, so I went in with her with high spirits and, like, if she was even, oh, it's amazing that you're out of, like, just a week ago you had, like, hectic brain surgery and yeah. now you're sitting here today. And, yeah, so I was in Goodsboro. I had my brother and my father with me and mm. Jess. And, um, yeah, that's when my world came crashing down again where I was told I was going to have to go through, yeah, 30... Uh, 30 rounds of radiation and yeah, six six rounds or six months of chemo. Eh? Um, I always actually forgot about this. Um, it was quite funny. About two weeks before, uh, yo, it's my seizure, mm -hmm. um, I was starting to mumble my words. Okay. It was just funny. And she said, Oh, it's with you from Boxburg. <laughs> and then I said, No, it's because I have a brain tumor. Oh, and I said that actually twice, like in the month, two months leading up to my sure, seizure. That's interesting. And that was now when I think back to how powerful our minds are, it was my mind trying to tell me that I have a brain tumor. Cheap. Um, yeah, I also actually forgot about wow. that part of the story. Like, yeah? It's amazing in hindsight how things make sense. Yeah, I mean, it's. So you were basically diagnosed. But cancer then, they told yeah, you. Yeah, okay, so you then I was basically told, yeah, listen, because it, it had mutated into a grade three, okay. which is a high grade. Um, they knew it was high grade. Um, actually, yeah, so that's when I got my, the, when I was told, because they'd obviously done a biopsy of the mm. tumor and then they realized, okay, cool. So it's a bit more serious than, yeah, even it was serious before, but now it was a bit more serious. Yeah because they realized it had um, mutated. Because grade three is, yeah, it's not, um, yeah. I think brain tumors are different from cancer. So okay. cancer, it's um, yeah, level level four. Or yes, the, stage uh, four. Stage four, yeah, yeah. Whereas this is um, grade. Okay. So that it's brain different. cancer works in grades. Okay. Um, sure. I think. Um, yeah. Like I said, I don't know too much, but I believe that's what, when I hear Jay speak, but so where was the point where you were like, I'm going to take a step back. I don't want to know my prognosis. I'm going to decide to live. I'm going to heal myself. I think it was about that time when I found out, yeah, I think no. we went down to, we were at the hospital for a skip because I had, yeah, I was having to go to the hospital quite a bit and, and I went and Googled, it's, I forget what it's called. It's an anaplastic astrocytoma, something like that. Okay. Eh? And I went and Googled it and yeah, uh, that's when I realized I just don't want to know. I started reading a, a book called Anti-Cancer, which um, yeah, everyone should read, I believe, because yeah. um, it's not just about people with cancer. And, mm. and that's when I decided to go vegan. Mm. Um, not because um, that he specifically said go vegan. Mm. It's just because I, I felt like, uh, like I'm, before I got sick, I was eating biltong every day. Uh, lots of meat in my diet, hardly any veg. Um, I was still healthy. Um, Less of a balance. Yeah, but I was yeah, doing the, um, yeah, like banting mm. type diets. Uh, uh, 
or lifestyle. But um, so you went full plant based and just yeah. So I went full plant based yeah up until two days before lockdown eh. Um, but I now that I look back and it's like uh, and obviously I'll continue explaining more of my story. But um, yeah, I one think, of the factors. Yeah, just now when I look back at it and the food is so powerful. Like mm. there's so much like especially like raw food. Mm. Uh, like beetroot and mm. I was having a lot of beetroot yeah. and um, the life force and the energy in those yeah it's just, just there's phenomenal. so much good for you. and yeah. pawpaw like well, while you're yeah. on chemo is good for oh, you yeah, yeah it's um, sure. but no it was good like and I needed that detox mm. and it got me into like I was uh, running yeah mm. quicker than I'd ever you're not as weak as mm. as people think mm. Like you need your this meat, animal sure. protein, and uh, you realize you can survive on. No, plants. you can't, <laughs> and it's like we it's like yeah. we found so many new dishes that we yeah. now yeah. incorporate into. Even now that I'm not vegan, like yeah. I'll still have days where because we've we've limited our meat intake now, so For we'll sure. have days where we just do vegan. Mm. Some days we do fish now, and mm. um, I do make sure that. Um, it's all organic, so yeah. Farm Angus. It's uh, a big. It's a big or yeah there's a couple of other brands but I don't yeah just have any um, mm. meat eh? for sure I've, I've been on the plant based journey for a good few years I'd say about five years or so and I was quite hardcore like you know strict vegan and like I still live that way but I also yeah. believe it's like I, I highly recommend people who just still eat meat but just less of it not just meat three times a day every yeah. day so it's about balance getting that balance getting 100% that balance I think time. also like if you watch that um, I mean yeah there's so many things that I've watched that's like changed my life but Heal was one of the documentaries oh, yeah. I've watched oh, I yeah, I've seen it, it. Yes. Um, and that's all about healing yeah. yourself um, and through what we eat and mm. Yeah, there's some then, cool names in that. In that uh, game Changers. Yeah, that's a good one. Because yeah. um, my cousin, uh, Justin, in New Zealand, he's he, he's been vegan for a few years. And okay. he was always trying to... And I would laugh at him. Like, <laughs> yeah. Vegan, like... And you, it's weird. Like, when I became be vegan... Be careful um, behind you. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I think the chair's... Uh, no stress, no stress. I think you might have to just come a little bit forward. Um... I see as you're moving the chairs, moving the. There we go. Just Sorry, man. Cool, man. No. Um, yeah, so he was always. And I'd, I was also that guy. I was like, I would laugh at vegans. I'd be like, this is a joke. No, no, People. and it would be like a, f- a funny thing for me now. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then. But then my friends now started to take the piss out of me, eh? Oh, yeah? Um, it's, it's, then, part of the, it's part of the GoPro. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I didn't mind yeah. at the time. But obviously, I'm not a ve- I can't call myself vegan anymore. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, we've definitely reduced our meat intake, mm. and I think that's what Game Changers was all about. It wasn't mm. to get everyone to go vegan, but just to reduce our meat consumption. Yes, yeah, eh? be more conscious about what you put in your yeah, body. Exactly, essentially, because yeah. I think, especially when it comes to food as a society, we just, especially with what's out there now, the fast foods, all that, we're yeah. not really aware of what we're putting in. So just to make those conscious decisions, organic yeah. foods. We have gone to the organic route now, and definitely can see a difference. In yeah. You know what you're putting in is is essential to your health and vitality. Yeah. So that's obviously one of the main aspects that you changed. Um, but delve into the power of the mind. Like I know that's something that. So Ivano actually. So he yeah. bought me. Uh, he he sent me uh, the Coming Joe to- Rogan podcast with Joe Dispenza. Yes. He yeah. he sent me that interview and then he uh, Ivano bought me the Becoming Supernatural book. Yes. Um, which, and then book. I went and bought the thinking 
uh, I got the audible version okay. but I find myself like falling asleep and um, I just decided no I'm yeah. going to uh, read the book yes. rather um, and yeah it was life changing eh? I can't imagine and um, just like reading and it all makes sense like mm. his story I, and I may get the story a bit mixed up but in 1985, uh, Joe Dispenza had a bicycle accident. Mm. I don't know if he was, he, I mean, he had to break his back in multiple places and mm. the doctor said he had to have this hectic surgery. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he ended up healing himself in a, yeah, like a three month, yeah. like med- yeah. meditation, doing it over and over in his brain or in his mm. mind until he perfected the surgery. Yeah. And he, he walked again and healed himself. Um, and yeah. what's nice now is it actually got science mm, behind science, it. So, yeah. so when you go to, like, I haven't been to his workshop. I was actually supposed to be one in Singapore yeah. in July, but obviously f- because of locked, well, COVID mm. and lockdown, uh, it got cancelled. Um, but he's got another one with Bruce Lipton Bruce and Lipton, someone yeah. else in, uh, Jeru- uh, in Israel in November, which. Okay. I'm hoping if Hopefully the borders open, if then. borders open, mm. but uh, yeah, I'll definitely go to yeah, that. I then. think the live seminars to be in that in that yeah. space with all the people raising yeah. the energy on that level. And is, is yeah, more. obviously, with when I first started doing these meditations, it was a bit because um, I also read uh, what do you call it? Uh, Joe, you uh, are jo- the placebo. Oh yes. Yeah. So and listening to mm. um, Joe Dispenza during Hill. Yes, he and also how he, like, yeah, he was had a bit of a cameo in there. Yes, um, and yeah, so I just started, and then I, I you can I became a member on his website, okay. uh, and then I downloaded, paid for his. He's got some meditations. Mm, yeah, um, I got all of them on my phone. Yeah, as well. <laughs> uh, so the, the first two, I it's what on Audible. It's um, you also. Um, just quick interjection there, John Keogh. There's not many people I meet who actually know John Keogh. Yeah. Well, so, I didn't know about him. And then uh, one of the trainers at Sweats, Lauren, actually gave me the book. Yes. And I and I didn't read it until much later. And it was a mind power into the 21st yeah. century. I would I'd always like just focus. So, um, yeah, you are the placebo meditations. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I was always doing Joe Dispenza stuff. And, um, yeah, then... Okay. She had given me this book, but I didn't bother reading it for a while. And yeah. and I remember she actually uh, didn't know who asked me. Oh, someone then asked me, uh, have I read Mind Power into the 21st Century? And I said, no, actually, I got given that book yeah, a while ago by uh, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just decided to read it. And it actually, it's actually a quick read. Like, mm-hmm. I think I read it in mm-hmm. two days. And it's my book of choice to tell people yeah. who don't quite understand. To entry into that field. Entry into yeah. the field of... Because there's, there's real-life examples that you can put to practice yeah. straight away. Exactly. So like one and of them and there's is, techniques you can start implementing immediately. Yeah, so one of them is I, every night before I go to bed, I say every day and every way, I'm getting better and better yes. for two minutes. That's one of the John And then when I do yeah. remember in the mornings, I just had to stop because yeah. it's bugs. Every day and every way, I'm yeah. getting better and better. <laughs> better. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Eh? And there's like um, tonight I will dream and I'll remember my dream. Yes. Uh, I've done that and it works 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, even and the visualizations, the visualizations, the positive affirmations. Yeah. Um, there's loads of things yeah. that, um, but uh, 
But for anybody listening, basically what John Q advocates is a daily practice of actually creating yeah. your reality and, and actually making it a part of your day. Like you would go to exercise, spend some time actually focusing and visualizing and putting that energy out there so that you attract exactly what you see. Exactly. And what Joe Dispenza, where, I, where he's is more powerful for me is, um, and it's, it's a difficult read and it's for people it to get into, but yeah. uh, once you know the process... And I haven't perfected the process, then that's why I want to go to his workshops yeah. because I'm sure it's mind blowing. Yeah. Um, I still struggle to some degree, it's yeah. just a lot. But I have, like, I won't, yeah, like a couple of times, like, mm. or actually more than, mm. definitely like 20 times at least throughout the year. I mean, I try, I've, I'm not as good as I was probably since lockdown, or actually maybe just over the last month, I haven't been able to. Uh, do his daily mm. so I've got like a few like 20 30 minute ones yeah. um, you got to find the ones that work for you yeah and there's quite a few that I found um, but I still do his because what Joe Dispenza gets you to do is you get to um, a point where you become nothing mm. uh, and I know it's it's difficult for so we to explain yeah and it's but Definitely. when I'm there I always ask God that because people associate darkness with uh, evil and yeah. whatnot, so I was always at one stage a bit nervous, mm. but I'd always then ask God, "Are you there?" And He would reply saying yes, and then you just go, and it's Oops. basically just pitch black. Mm. You start Good. to see stars, and yeah. it's just like you go deep. Put it you that go way. deep, and it's literally like if you, I mean the human brain processes. I read the other day about seventy thousand thoughts a day. Mm. I mean, 70,000, mm. that's a shitload. Mm. Um, so you've got to clear all that clutter. Yeah. Uh, and once you can do that, yeah. like he gets you, and obviously your breathing is so important because yeah. you focus on your breath. So your breath's your anchor points. Yeah. Um, and then he gets you to focus on, as with the yoga nidra, yes. the different parts of your body. Um, but mm. yeah, and then. I found, I must say, what's nice with Joe Spencer. I started my journey, Joan Kier, I did a course years ago, and that for me was the catalyst that got me on this weird journey of looking into all these things. But it, John Kier is definitely a good entry point for somebody looking into that stuff. But what yeah. I love about Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, he really merges that science with the spirituality. Because you can look at this topics and be like, you know, that's kind of laughable, this new agey stuff. But Joe Dispenza really, he shows you the brain scans, he shows you how he yeah, changes a- people with these techniques and how you know like you were saying 70,000 thoughts a day I watched something the other day also with Joe Dispenza and he was talking about the similar thing and most of those thoughts every day are the same thoughts of the day before 100% so if you keep reliving the same thoughts you're going to keep living the same life but if you change your thoughts and your emotions and you change your state of being you change your life and you yeah. create your reality and that's kind of the crux of it I suppose but even like he says I mean it's I think it's him who says it but um, like uh, you grow up believing that your your parents, your grandparents, all had cancer. Mm. So you telling yeah. yourself in your mind, yes. I'm going to get cancer. And you, you scare yourself yeah. and you put fear, but you keep reliving it. Yeah. Eventually you're going to get cancer. And it's the exactly. same with a person yeah. like, and I... That's why I think it's so powerful. Sorry, I think it's so powerful what you told me that you don't want to know your prognosis because in your mind you healing, you've healed yourself and you're healing yourself daily. So, and that's that's the secret that's, because if you're focusing on all the bad news, 100%. you know you're gonna attract that essentially. It's and this. don't get me wrong. I mean, I've had some like 
bad, bad times. Um, I'm on antidepressants at the moment, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I was always okay. th- thought it was um, a bad thing to be on antidepressants, but they do help. Okay. Um, and I know probably that I, I can sort myself out in my mind, but I just mm. that's when I get to yeah. the next point that I'd like to get to. Yeah. But it helps me yeah, like for, to for, wake up for in the your day. Part of your journey now it helps you provoke. Yeah, and it's um but um so where I was going, like if you tell yourself you get headaches all the time mm. and you you're gonna have headaches all the time mm. because you've trained your mind to Yeah. You like you put out and so where I was going, so with these meditations you actually he gets you to create a future that you want. Yeah. So once you come out of that darkness and the um, and the nothingness, come back to a new body in a new place. Yeah, and you've you now, but you got to feel it emotionally. Mm. So he gets you to feel it emotionally and like you you visualize your future, and it's so real. Like some of the experiences I've had, and obviously I've put out there that my wife and I are going to have kids, and like holding my baby, it's like. You gotta see it's, it and feel it, and but you feel it, and it's like an incredible experience, yeah. eh? Because um, your subconscious doesn't know the difference between what is real and what is yeah, um, and exactly and visualized. And so you're and, putting that energy out there, and the more you, the more you, um, you think of something, it, it, it the it's it's the more it's um, more chance of it has. Yeah, it's, it's like a muscle rea- you have to work, and you create. Yeah, and that. it becomes reality mm. eventually, eh? yeah. Um, and it's I, proven now. Yeah. He's like this. He's literally got people mm. who follow him. Yeah, and not just follow him, but like he has taught that have gone through Joe Dispenza's um, techniques and ways yeah. that have healed themselves completely. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's mind blowing stuff, eh? And. Yes. I want to be in a room, that's why I want to go to one of his workshops because the energy is amplified when you've got so many yeah. people with this, putting out the same energy and that's all mm-hmm. healing energy and it's good energy and it's, yeah, yeah. so I want to be part of that. Eh? 100%. Um, it, it, is, it is something that you have to practice and then once you start to see how you are creating your life, it reinforces that. And like, yeah. just something I've never told, but back about six years ago when I wanted to really test out this technique. I was like, does this stuff really work? Because obviously you doubt it. I mean, yeah. we're human and I wanted to go work in, on, in West Africa on contract. But there was, at that stage, there was no conceivable way. But I was doing the practices and I was visualizing that every day and sitting without a job, sending out CVs. And one day I just woke up and for some reason inside of me, I was like, okay, I got a job, I got a job. I just, I intuitively knew and I got a random email and I got this job that I applied for and the chance of me getting it were like slim to none. And that's when I realized, I was like, the power of this. And since then, I kind of fall off it now and then, but it's once you realize that you can create your own reality, you know, the only limitations that you have are what you place on yourself. Is yeah. So that's super powerful. And uh, have, you, have you ever felt energy? Yeah. Because Johnny actually taught me how to actually create energy around your body and feel it. Really? It's so amazing. And you can actually play with it and I, that's and like literally place to, it on. No, I, I, mean, I need, she I need me, to come eh? with you actually um, and do that. But it's it was when when she first taught me to do that. I also was quite skeptical. Okay. Um, but she, I mean, she taught, spoke me through it, and mm. you can create your own energy around you, and you can yeah. actually feel it, hundred percent, and play with it, and then yes. you put it wherever you want to heal yourself because it's all good energy. Yeah. So you can either give it to, you can decide to give it to someone else or. Um, yeah, heal yourself. But yeah, so I would take that energy and put it on my head and um, 
and put yeah. it there. Yeah, and it's um, yeah. As I said, it's um, I, I, I always. It's one of the things to know intellectually. You read about energy. You 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 know you, you see all the stuff about it, but to actually know it is a different thing because you have to experience it. And what what it took for me was I did a holotropic breathing workshop. Yeah, it was actually at Sea Point at. Um, that's a yoga studio there, uh, Wild Things Yoga. Okay. So they had a guy. That's come, on the same floor as Sweet yeah, 1000. Yeah, 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 on the same floor there. So they did a, had a guy come and he was doing this holotropic breathing and I heard about it and I was like, sure, I read about Wim Hof and that. So I did this hour, it was actually a two hour session where he, people are in the room and he, he gets you to get this rhythmic breathing going and, and the state of the state of consciousness that you get to with that breathing and you feel the energy pulsing through your body was for me, that's when I knew energy was real. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And subsequently, I got into the Vim Hof breathing, which I do every morning just to start my day. And that for me is, you can tap into that energy every day. Um, 100%. But I'd love to come with you and learn that, that Yeah, I mean, that she's technique. taught me so many different things. Uh, yeah, but it's everything that she always teaches is just like and she went to I think India like a couple of years ago yeah. so she's learned from proper, proper like hardcore hardcore uh, wow. monks um, okay. I think they were monks yeah um, but it's literally um, we are more powerful than we think we are yeah, eh? um, and that's, that's the secret of and it. I don't like most people don't realise how powerful our minds are and even with this COVID nonsense now it's like mm. I, th I think what happens is people are seeing so much bad like um, the situations in the news yeah. and they make themselves sick because all of us um, like um, my wife had it uh, tested positive for COVID about a, a few weeks like a month or so ago <laughs> uh, and I was in the same bed as her um, and I'm a cancer patient uh, so my obviously my oncologist and all that were worried and uh, so she went for a test maybe a week after she had like the first symptoms and I mean her symptoms were only she lost her uh, taste and smell which isn't one of the main symptoms okay. but uh, because she volunteers for Sea Rescue they said um, she must go get tested so I went with her to get tested and I she tested positive and I tested negative but I, I slept then I isolated well not isolated but I slept in the spare yeah. room but I'd already been sleeping with her for what a week before um, mm. and I believe it's your mind yeah. and um, I know there are do you think you're going to get COVID every day and you're worried about COVID and you're stressing about COVID no, but but then, and then you know. find out you have it yeah. that's why it's a good thing if you, if you don't know you have it because yeah. Then you, you don't make it. Yeah. Then you don't see and yeah. visualize these mm. uh, what you've seen on the news that's happening mm. to. You. And unfo yeah. unfortunately, it is uh, it is real. Mm. But it's it's not it's not if you're unhealthy and you don't your mind's not at, in unhealthy. the right place and you you're going to be you're going to be in trouble there. Mm. Um, yeah. I agree. I think the. That deep, that's also one something I wanted to pick your brain on, that deep-seated fear of death. If you boil it down to, either, I think Jim Carrey said it so well, you're either coming, making a decision from a place of love or fear. And uh, with the, this mass-scale fear that's perpetuated society at the moment, I think it all boils down to that fear of death. And it's like, you obviously had to face that in a lot more severe way with your own mortality. Like, wow, okay, I potentially yeah. could die. Was that quite a thing to process, the facing 
death. It was. Oh. Um, like, I mean, I won't lie. I mean, sometimes I still have those days where I wake up and mm. I don't know. Like, my wife and I, like, we've got a... Um, we got a great relationship and uh, yeah I mean I love her with all my heart and that but we I, I would be lying to you if we like go through like down mm. we do I well, mean we're every human, we're human yeah, yeah, yeah exactly and um, exactly. you do go down the rabbit hole of yeah if and when and but to be honest like if you have your faith mm. um, I'm yeah I'm not scared of yeah. like she isn't scared of dying. I mean, Jace is yeah, one of the bravest people I know. Um, yeah. Well, she is the bravest person I know. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so you, if you have, but for me, it's if you have your faith, um, we're more than just the body, eh? Yes. Um, and we, and we're, our, our souls are far more important than, yeah. than the body, eh? Yes. Um, and if it's my time um, to go, then so be it. But I... I personally think well mm. I know it now that's mm. I've got a purpose now to mm. fill and my purpose is to help and inspire people um, yeah yeah he's going through similar situations but not just in with cancer and all that but like I want to help people who have mm. yeah I mean in this country in South Africa like the fact that data is still so expensive and there's no ways our masses, the masses are going to get out of poverty and that without having access to the internet. Being able to educate themselves. Um, and to educate themselves. Mm. It's, it's mind-blowing. that so many challenges. But yeah, you, your, your whole... I know you mentioned this to me before. Um, I think when you face the fear of death, and I was just thinking about this now, but like the Stoics and any spiritual teachings, they, they talk... We don't. We like to deny and not think about death as like something that. But once you face and think about it and realize, okay, then you can actually live life with purpose and be like, yeah. okay, what am I going to do with my life? And I think for you, from what I've seen, so you've had a bit of a one eighty and you've realized you're maybe chasing the wrong things or you realize what's important. Yeah, and, I mean you do. That's a sad. Thing. I mean, it's well, not the sad thing, but we do you, as humans. It's, it's human nature, of, yeah. and you chase all these. Mm properties and these fancy yeah. things and yeah. I mean it's, the list Guilty goes on and yeah. I was that person like my, yeah, I was likewise. driven by by greed and money and mm. and uh, obviously there's people well like mm. wealthier than we'll mm. all ever be but mm. um, chasing that is and since I've stopped chasing that things have just been like good and comfortable for Jason and I eh? it's like yeah one thing after the next just keeps just, happening and like opportunities and doors are open. Yeah. Um, through one of my meditations actually was, um, Jess was, I think it was early December um, when I was starting my radiation and um, Jess asked to work from home so she could take me to my radiation. Jess was in a bad place and like yeah. all she was asking for was the week off and to work from home. Yeah. Where we've now seen... People working from home are more productive than yeah. going into the office. Yes. Uh, but uh, her boss said no; uh, she must take paid leave, and that's when, yeah, we just realized I, I, I realized, and I came after meditation, and it was early in the morning, probably like six, when I finished my meditation, and she woke up, and I said, "Send your resignation letter. Like, mm. I'm just we will be fine," mm. and she sent it. And, um, yeah, as I said, everything's just been fine for us. Like, yeah. obviously, she has, yeah. like, started her own business now. Amazing. Um, landing clients, 
people want to work with, but what you put out yeah. in the world, because you, you must, you mustn't. You have like, to take that risk. Things just happen for you and make things yes. easier. Eh? Um, that I, I find it for me, it's like that flow state, and once you stop trying to force the outcome and start trying to control life and yeah. actually to some degree let go and have your in, set your intentions and, and, and do your thing but once you kind of trust life and the process and even though there's uncertainty and stop trying to control it all things kind of fall into place and actually work out beautifully and for me when I reflect in hindsight I look at times when I've tried to force this outcome and try to do this and try to do that like life doesn't really seem to work there but as soon yeah. as you kind of you know what actually that's not working, that lifestyle isn't working, and lockdown specifically has been quite an eye-opener for me and Tara in that regard. It's like, we both had our jobs, you know, looked at as really great, but our lives were very disconnected, very kind of, we weren't really happy. And now moving forward, it's like, what do we actually want to do? Yeah. And this is obviously one of the things I want to do, but I think it's, it's trusting the process and, and having your practices and, and trusting whatever it is, if it's God, if it's yeah. whatever your, your, your beliefs are. But, but there's um, power in that. There's higher power that we don't understand, and I think yeah. it's phenomenal. Just quickly, so we did, there's another interjection. We did the cold water swim this morning. Yeah. Uh, it's something I've been doing for about a year now, and that's changed my life. I can never have a bad day if I've done a cold swim. No, well, that's uh, the thing, yeah. Uh, what got you into that? Or was that just one of the things you... I just read somewhere that's how good it is for the body, eh? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I didn't, like, practice. I heard explosion. about Wim Hof. Yeah. And then I ended up meeting... So, Jess and I went to... For anybody that doesn't know Wim Hof, go check him out, yeah. listen to a podcast, and his method has so changed I, my life. So, I don't actually follow his method. I've never, okay. like, watched... I and would, I actually I downloaded his app, but I, then I never yeah, took it further. I also eh? got the app. I've never um, used the app. All you got to do is go on YouTube. I'll send you a link, actually. Um, okay. One of the things. 20 minutes in the morning of the breathing, four rounds... And I was skeptical. I've tried, I've tried many different practices in my life, and this is the one that I swear by. Okay. It's, it's just it's a phenomenal breathing technique that just, it's, it's phenomenal. But okay. I'll, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, I started doing it, and then I just managed to, and I think because of my situation, it was a lot easier for me to realize that, I, and for me it was a mind thing as well. Yeah. Like yes. I believe it's also all in your mind, that cold. Yeah. Yes, it does get cold and you'd like shiver and afterwards mm. you're freezing. But um, so I've never actually done his breathing. Mm. But yeah, I just had read how good it is mm. for the body. And um, yeah, I just got straight into it. Eh? Like it was weird. I think I did the first time I did it like for five minutes and I was fine. Yeah. And then I think I did it the next time I did 20. Yeah. And then I've just been consistently doing it 20 mm. minutes. Up, right up until lockdown, actually, mm-hmm. uh, we do that there at um, Saunders Rock yep. in Bantry Bay, uh, which was a cool place to do it. And now we went to Camps Bay Tidal Pool today. Yeah. But it's, yeah, there's low, I mean, I was, and then I'd learn from the people I'd meet in the, the water. Eh? Um, yes, uh, yeah. yeah. You so meet people in the, in the yeah, ocean. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then sometimes, like, you'd be t- talking to people and then they'd, like, see my scars in my head and then asking me what's what's the story yeah. and that and um then i would obviously start telling them and then next thing you next thing you realize is like 25 yeah. minutes um but uh yeah those were and you meet though i've met so many amazing people um, for sure but like yeah so my re- i would religiously go to you mm. so your oncologist tell you to to rest and mm. and like but for me rest was not an option because my mind like goes down a rabbit hole eh? yeah. whereas when I'm working out 
and uh, like I said, that's why I religiously went to yeah. sweat one. Even, even when I, the days I was feeling not oh. so great. Um, so you, even through, through our chemo, you did the sweat yeah, religiously. You made sure that you were training your body. Yeah, I mean, I was, I, but if, so if I didn't do a sweat class, like for me, that was like, I mean, I'd wake up at 4.30 to meditate for an hour and then we'd go to sweat. Um, that's but um, Just on the chemo note, I wanted to bring this up because I'll be honest, I don't really have a, a very uh, positive perspective, I'd say, on, on chemo. I'm looking at into all the alternative stuff you hear a lot of things about chemo which you know sometimes wonder why people would do it but what you said to me was really profound and I was like shit that's obviously is the right way to do it I mean the placebo effect is obviously a real thing as well and I, I kind of asked you isn't that weren't you worried about the negative effects of chemo and the poison and all that and, and, you, were, and you basically said to me no it's not, not what you're putting into your body yeah, because I mean, you don't I, view it as that. You view it as healing yourself. Yeah, one hundred percent. You have to. Eh? If you if you see it as poison, which a lot of people always said to me, um, you yeah, know, my business partner and all of them are probably anti chemo and that. But from ex- not from experiences, but experiences with family and that. Um, but Johnny taught me to see it as like working, eh, um, rather than it being poison. Your um, mind is so powerful yeah. that. Like you if you tell yourself that something's going to work, journey. it's going to work. Yeah. Um, and I never and really... the fact that you could exercise during chemo, yeah, obviously your body was in a good space to be yeah, able to do so that. Yeah, so no, I mean, my body, like, um, it's, yeah, well, I'm in the best shape of my life at the moment, and physically and mentally. Okay. Um, and it's just because, um, I mean, I've tried various things, and like, like turmeric, like I never knew yeah, turmeric is so like amazing. so powerful. Yeah. So, when you're fighting for your life, you're willing to try everything. Yes. And uh, like I said, I can't pinpoint what's actually worth. Yeah, I was going to say, there's so many different facets to what you've been doing, but uh, I think they're all pieces of a puzzle that are 100%, testament eh? to how you're and, strong um, you are today. Uh, one thing, other thing I wanted to touch on was the um, that documentary or that TED talk you sent me on the endocannabinoid system. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Actually, Knox. Yeah, I did a She's podcast. amazing. Yeah, she really is. I did a podcast with a guy... Right, and he was we just spoke about cannabis and how it changed his life. And he was also touching on the cannabinoids and the system that we don't know about. And I don't even know why we don't know about this, but you've also been using the cannabis oil and how that's helped you. Yeah. And that's phenomenal. So, so my brother-in-law has a, um, yeah, he makes his own. So it's yeah, called Entourage, it, yeah. Entourage Oil. Entourage Oil. Um, pretty cool. I'll definitely put that in. But it's, a, yeah, it's amazing stuff. And to be honest, like, um, I was always like quite suspect. Yeah. Like, because I've always in the back of my mind as well, because I always used to smoke a bit, not like uh, regularly, but um, every now and then Yeah. Uh, with my mates. Uh, and you, uh, I think we've been uh, trained by, in, the, in our minds as well, um, by governments and big pharma companies to think that cannabis is, and, be, and don't get me wrong, it, it, it can be uh, bad it's for you. It's abused like yeah, anything, I suppose, agree. but... But, the um, benefits are there and people need to know about it and this Dr. Rachel Knox it's literally a 16 minute TED talk I'm actually going to link the, the, the clip the, the yeah, yeah, link to that, that because I couldn't believe what I was watching even after I watched that Tara said to me she's like where's those drops and she was like <laughs> yeah, it just up. makes so much sense it eh? makes sense um, and it's like it's crazy I but what are the five this? things I always so it's um, uh, meditation and yoga detox um, detox uh, herbs and cannabis yep uh, healthy uh, foods yeah 
and love and love yeah, yeah. love and love I mean and yeah. love is God and yes for me anyway yes, and um, for sure. love is like and that's why I don't like buy into this whole COVID thing because yeah. having to wear masks and not embrace and hug one another is just like it's, it's disgusting it's evil at work and, yeah um, it is it's, there's definitely evil forces it's a conspiracy play. theories and all of that but yeah. it's 100% something more sinister yeah. going on because it's yeah look I've I've I from the beginning of this lockdown, I always thought there was something suspect with this COVID thing, and I think this is a conversation we could have separately. But yeah. I looked into it and I started watching interviews with doctors that were being censored and and watching and seeing stuff that made sense and actually seeing, hang on, there's something else going on here that's none of this makes sense. Like you say, the masks, the keeping away, not connecting. We need to connect. We need to socialize. That's part of our human nature. Like I've not been able to exercise, go to a gym being constricted and like I was going mad in an apartment I couldn't even walk in the no, streets I was crazy. like there's, there's something not right here like no matter what disease is out there the government doesn't get to dictate how I live my life and there's, there's something really wrong that's going on at the moment and people need to wake up to it I yeah. think they really do well Jess is actually so my wife uh, she helps set up an organisation called PANDA which stands okay. for Pandemic Jess, and Analysis did Jess set that up? Yeah, she was. Oh, really? she, they, they, so the, um, Where did I see that? I've seen Panda It's been all over the news. They, yes, they, they came up with a study, like when the first lockdown hit, they Even, basically said yeah. lockdown will uh, kill more people than yes. the actual virus. Eh? 100%. Um, and they've been, yeah, big time against the lockdown. Do you know what? Something that I was sorry, that I saw yesterday, and I actually can't believe this, it was on the mainstream news, and, and the stats are there. Normally, Every year, about 10,000 people die of the flu. This year, there's been zero people have died from the flu. But not, that's not what they've one. been trying to tell people. And, but there's 11,000 COVID deaths. So it seems like a normal flu season to me at the moment. It's like, if you put two and two together, none of this makes sense. How can there be no flu yeah. deaths all of a sudden? No, it's I just, mean, it's, it's crazy. Eh? Something, it's, something else going on there. It's um, a different topic altogether, yeah. but it's like... The thing is, you... The, the term conspiracy theorist gets thrown around too easily these days. No, but I mean, it's, it's sad. I mean, you look at, like, kids, how they've become, yeah. like... Um, the schooling it's, system, it's, what they're doing to the indoctrination on, on a... On a on no, the, I mean, it's, it's the it's fact that right. schools aren't, like, completely open, yeah. and it's like, you, you look at kids now, and you hear of all these stories, like, I mean, kids shouldn't be depressed no. at a young age. I mean, exactly. kid, there's a lot of kids who have hard enough lives at, at home, like, yeah. have hard lives at home, and now they can't go to school where things were normal for them, like, that's 100%. the one place where they'd go to where they could get out of their their bad environments that they live in. It's, it's, uh, it's a roll-on, knock-on effect that this, yeah, and obviously jobs lost. And, it's crazy. Um, Tara, Tara's got two younger sisters uh, and chatting, just chatting to her when she first went back to school, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. She's telling me about they get breathe breaks every now and then they can go and stand on their dots nice. and socially distance and then they can breathe and like all the protocols. For me, it's a case of Surely as an educator or as a thinking logically, as somebody enforcing these rules, you must realize that they're completely asinine. They don't make any sense. And, and kids it's also, it's proven that they, they don't um, spread the wall. I mean, yeah. I think they can spread it, but they don't. It's, I, was, I, was, I was listening it's, to something interesting, and, and the problem is they're controlling the masses with fear. And when you're in a state of fear and you, you're in that flight or fight mode, that sympathetic state, your prefrontal cortex actually diminishes the capacity to work. So you don't, you actually you get dumber when you're in a state of fear. Yeah. So people don't think rationally. They've been controlled by this COVID, the numbers every day on the TV, which is all bullshit. 
and in my opinion but 100% people dude. aren't on thinking rationally because they're not they live in such a state of fear and I think yeah we've got to choose love <laughs> yeah just on the COVID side I know we could probably get lost in that one but yeah I think it's, it's definitely a topic that's um, there's a lot more to it than uh, that meets the eye yeah. but um yeah, what else did I want to delve into? The intermittent fasting. Yeah, so another aspect that you've that you've embraced. Yeah, so I only Jess was trying to get me like she's yeah she's yeah she's just amazing. But anyway, she was uh, through her groups and all of that. Like she's joined so many different cancer support yeah. groups on Facebook and like just to like she wants obviously she's been. Yeah, she wants me to live as much as I want to live. Um, sure. And then she was trying to get me to uh, do this um, fasting for my... Was, mm. She was reading about, and specifically keto. Um, mm. But yeah, I can't do keto. Mm. But uh, it helps like with that. chemotherapy. Okay, when someone is going through chemotherapy. But uh, okay. I, I was yeah. reluctant. And then uh, my second last round, it was quite a... Uh, I had a quite a few mm. it wasn't like um, bad experiences but like I was getting a lot more sick mm. and um, actually I had um, so when I got stage 4 hemorrhoids uh, oh hectic yeah, yeah. Which Jess just said we'll try putting uh, the entourage oil on the so yeah I'm oh, onto on the, the piles okay because they were gone in two days cheapest um and to think well, the they were going to operate oil, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the entourage oil. So there's multiple benefits of the, the stuff. Um, mm. But um, Amazing. Yeah, so, so then... intermittent fasting. Yeah, so then... Uh, did you start the, try that out? You were skeptical? Yeah, and then, I was, was skeptical it? just because Jess had read so many like success stories of like it helped people going through chemo and all of that. So mm. eventually, okay, cool, I'm going to try it. First two days were hard. Mm. Um, but then... It's the best thing I've ever mm. done, eh? Um, you changed your life. Yeah, I mean, I, like, it's, I mean, various things have, like, when I went vegan, obviously it said that changed my life. Mm. And, but all these learning experiences that previously I would have never even thought to try, mm. it's just amazing. It's a, it's, yeah, a so some days, it's, a, it's a perspective shift on how you approach food and yeah, eating and that. And my, we were actually going to go on a, after I'd started, it's, like, there's a, there's a fast, you can go do a 10-day fast. Mm. There's some place in Mossel Bay with some doctor, but she wouldn't, she didn't want to take me okay. because I was still yeah, on chemo at the time. Yes. Um, but uh, since I've realized it's actually, I probably so could do it. Um, yeah. Because you just feel like even sometimes I've, well, once or twice I've pushed it to like 24 hours. Mm. And this was just after my, our friend um, Phil, uh, he's also a pilot, uh, yeah. and he's he's been fasting for yeah. What he do, and he does um, proper keto. Okay. Um, and he said, yeah, some days you can just push it. Yes. But you don't even realize it because humans we we consume so much, but we're not supposed to. We're not supposed so to. Much. Yeah. We, that's also um, one thing that's killing us. Hundred percent. We eat too much. We overeat as a society. Hundred percent. And there's so much wastage. Like f mm. people are going hungry yet. Mm. We've we thrown away eat, so yeah. so much food, eh? Um, it's actually frightening, it's, and it's, it it's it's wrong we, in so we, many ways. We can ways, live on eh? so much less, and our bodies thrive, and we feel better. Yeah. And I'll I'll be honest. I was very skeptical of the fasting thing, and but I couldn't. I kept coming up against it with podcasts specifically. I listened to it because I've always loved podcasts. 
hence why I started one. But always it kept coming up, this topic of fasting, and people like Walter Longo and David Sinclair, and all the, all the longevity people who study longevity, they kept pointing to fasting and how that was the cell autophagy, how your cells get time, get time to regenerate. Time to regenerate. All of that science is there when you... When you give your body a break from just constantly processing food and whatnot, and subsequently, yeah, I've started the intermittent fasting. I've done a couple of long ones, but I actually in lockdown did a seven-day water fast. Oh, you have you yeah, on your own? Yeah, so I did yeah, that. I first okay. did a three and a half-day fast. I'd recommend doing that, and then that was in Thailand. I went to like a retreat and I did that with colonics and cleansers. But Jeez, that's a whole other okay. topic. And then I did a seven-day water fast now a few months ago, and that was that was a whole other topic getting deep like meditation wise if you want to go spiritually deep it's, there's something there's something about fasting and all the if you look at all the spiritual religious, yeah, religious people they, there's they something about 40 days yeah, or something, the fasting yeah. Is, yeah. is powerful but anyway so the intermittent fasting I've definitely felt that days when I do it I don't do it every day but I just push my first meal up until like lunchtime and that mental clarity and all the rest you realize you don't need to eat all the time 100% there's so many more benefits than just yeah. like it's not just a diet to lose weight no. it's actually from mental, mentally yeah, and mental, physically mental clarity um, yeah it's, it's just so good for your body yeah? 100% um, I picked up at work as well flying around and when I, the days that I was fasting and working, I was much more ahead of the curve, sharper, and I could op- operate better. When I asked you to eat a big meal, you're kind of lethargic, you're tired, no, exactly, slow. Yeah. Um, there's power in that, definitely. But, uh, I mean, again, it's a mind thing, eh? 100%. Um, like, you're thinking, you're like, when you try to tell someone to fast, they're like, oh, no, it's impossible. Yeah. I love food too much. It's just a it's mind like, thing. It's it's just a mind thing. Um, and that's, that's what I, just going to the cold water swim, which we actually wanted to touch on earlier, but... Besides, obviously, the physiological benefits of the body, for me, one of the best things about it is every time I go in the cold water, it's like, fuck, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, I have to force... No, no, no. Force, I have, the I have same to thing. force myself to do it. And there's something liberating about actually pushing through and having the power to realize, actually, I'm stronger than my mind. My mind's telling me, get out of here, what are you doing? You can't fast, you can't do this. Once you push past it, that, that's kind of liberation from that 100%, it's eh? the same with fasting and once you do it you realize actually you do, much you, and you feel so good afterwards eh? yeah like um, 100% and you got to do what makes you happy for sure because happiness is like so mm. important like I've realized to be happy I mean it's uh, like my wife and I we're obviously like in a we want to have children and all those things and sadly we've been set back a bit but it's it's like tough times but ultimately um happiness is like the ultimate for us that we that's mm. a prop, proper state of like that quality of life you want to quality of life yeah and mm. it's like um you have to like as much as people and i've grown up in that you and you hear people saying be positive all the time mm. and and you just always thought there was wishy-washy mm. bullshit but it's so true you like mm. have to daily work on your mind that's the thing to make sure you're doing the positive yeah. affirmations and the yeah and all the, the and things will happen in your life i promise you mm. now it's like um, 100%. i you, think you meet people and these these kids that i'm oh well, not these kids but these um staff at this uh charity that i've been volunteering at well which only started this week at the project playground project playground yeah. um you just meet these people and um they're just so amazing and they, i mean they 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 live in uh, a township, most of them. Your goal with that charity to teach meditation? Well, no, I actually wanted to... 
I just uh, during a meditation, I I just saw I, my one of my good friends. He's a um, he's as a Swede. Um, okay. And he's a project playground is Swedish linked, and okay. I just remember him. Uh, ask getting because I owned a few Uber cars um, before, and um, I he always used to get um, my drivers to take guests to view project playground okay. not that they would never do it to go see the kids but just to show them the facilities in that because they don't believe in uh, like some places where they you go and it's like it's not a zoo it's yeah. not a place you can just go and take pictures of poor yeah, people yeah. and feel good about yourself yeah um, get the African experience yeah have the African experience it's not about that and he was coaching football at the time uh, he also started volunteering and he was a soccer coach there and yeah just through one of my meditations uh god said to me yeah you've been given the second opportunity in life time to give and mm. i just could yeah obviously i wanted to volunteer somewhere where i knew because you get a lot of places that yeah are dodgy yeah. and skeptical yeah. but this was a place where i could actually go and then when I met Frida, who's one of the founders, uh, also an amazing human being, um, she said, um, and I was telling her my story, and she was like, oh, we, because they already meditate there. And she's like, oh, can't you teach meditation? Because I, was, really? I, was, I wanted to volunteer to teach them, because yeah. in my mind, like, education is what's, because, uh, and she was telling me how techno technologically behind most of the children and um and even the, some of the staff are there and it's because of education and uh, so what I wanted to do is, is teach and uh, Google actually have a um, uh, it's called Google Skills for Africa so it's a free I think they've got like 136 free courses which I you can get you can get certificates and badges and certified to provide and obviously you have your Google profile so that's now linked to you for life Facebook also have a Facebook blueprint which again is free Yes. So all these companies that tell, like tell you, oh, we Google certified and all of that. Um, okay. I want to teach. So you want to get yeah, the kids get involved these... in the courses and teach them meditation, which 100%, is hundred percent. Eh? Yeah. So we actually, I started teaching meditation this week, and as I said wow. to them, when I mean the Wednesday, I think the first day there was three, on Wednesday in uh, the Longer branch. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think there were about nine ladies in the room with me and um yeah we just i i just showed them how i meditate and yeah. then we went through the same sort of lead up i do a few, couple of warm-up exercises before we get into it and then we got into oh. it and yeah they're actually going to teach me of like one of the ladies that says she likes moving your uh, meditation i'm like what is that and uh i think it's tai chi or whatever yeah. were you like yes 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 so one yeah so i said so well, you I, teach they teach yeah, you learn, they teach. They learn. so yeah That's so these you, are yeah. and they it's an incredible team that they so they're actually part of the staff there okay. uh and it's these um yeah, incredible amazing. people and they say the best way to learn somebody is to teach it so yeah so so we're more. both learning like and amazing. what's nice is just knowing that i can give back yeah. and yeah. i just want to help people eh? i mean my wife and i Oh uh, yeah, I think we we have we feel too much, um, like empath. We are we very empath, uh, yeah. and it's yeah it's it consumes you at times, and it, it you can, can be 
can be depressing because yeah, you're so overwhelmed. For yeah. Jess now, she volunteers at NSRI, and that's for her. That's now the way of her giving back because obviously they rescue a lot of people and mm. they do amazing things at Sea Rescue. All, all people who are really fulfilled in life have an aspect of service and giving back and that's I think where you find real meaning in being yeah. able to give to others and help so I think coming full circle like the hero's journey and what you've gone through and now getting to a place where you can give back is, is Amazing, phenomenal yeah. man but I uh, know uh, like I said that's why I think um, I've, I've been given a second opportunity of life and yeah I don't have to worry about work at the moment I well, want yeah. to help people and exactly and, and in hindsight if you didn't go through all the struggle and, and what you you know you wouldn't be on this path that you are now so no, so I kind of like it's yeah it's weird it's like you, you want to look at it as a curse like no, what you've yeah, had yeah. but I also see it as a blessing yeah. um, and I know people yeah hate that word and um, but <laughs> I do I genuinely do and I know it's not easy at all for my wife and I um, and we have our bad days and she gets the worst of me like that mm. nobody else sees and um, but we're in it together and mm. um yeah, yeah, it's just about, and it's, we used, I used to hate people saying just keep positive and all of that, and, mm. and, um, but it is true, you just got to, got to keep positive, positive, and, but also you've got to put in the practice, and, 100%, and, and, and it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight, yeah, exactly. but you got to, first and foremost is you got to cut out all the bad people in your life, um, yeah, I was going to ask you about that environment, people you're, um, yeah, well, since we've been in Cape Town, like, we've just had so many amazing yeah. friends, and I mean, yeah, our friends are just, that's it, eh? incredible, your environment eh? is like, as Bruce Lipton would say, your environment is everything, no, no, everything it is, is everything, eh? um, on a cellular level, everything is environment, but since we've been in Cape Town, my wife and I, we've, like, gone from, we came from London, and like, I lived in London for 11 years, and I think she was there nine years, and not that we had uh, bad people around us, but it was obviously London's like a, it's a much a bigger environment mm. and it's a much more competitive environment yeah. and yeah. just busy. So there was a lot. And since we've been to Cape Town, like we moved here and I had no friends here really. Um, mm. Jess obviously had friends from school and that. And they've all just been amazing, eh? And um, yeah. It's amazing. Literally, yeah. It's well, you can't go wrong with people like Ivana and Carrie in your life. And yeah, I mean, on Cape Town. Uh, yeah, it's Grayson and Alexis, yeah. Mark Godson, uh, Clark. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Phil Nicole. Yes. And uh, you've met before. Yeah. And they've got amazing kids as well. Yes. Um, it definitely sounds like you've got a solid environment. Right? Yeah, I know. So that's why it's, it's so important, eh? Um, yeah, 100%. But, something um, I've had to learn the hard way and you realise that sometimes as much as you don't want to you've got to either remove certain people from your yeah. life or only be around those people that actually make you want to better your life and have positive energy mm. and I know there's a lot of people are in environments where it's difficult to get out of the negativity but <clears throat> there is a way out eh? um, and if you can meditate even if it's just five days yeah. f- five minutes a day it's, um, it's so important yeah, to it, 
it's a, it's a tricky one to get into because like you obviously had your way of getting into it because of no no that's why I say I said like it's easy like yeah. I never meditated before yeah um, I, I struggled I'm not going to lie for years and I've been trying to get in on a meditation probably since about five six years ago and it's not easy because it's not something you're like oh okay this is cool no, no. it's something that takes work like everything but it's truly it's like yoga as well it's like it's truly is something that initially I was like why are people doing this yeah. but I knew there was something there and I feel like meditation is is crucial in this, especially in this day and age. That this society we live in, which isn't natural, we're scattered, we're stressed. We, we meditation is a way to kind of reset yourself. It's awesome, yeah. and it's definitely something that I think everybody should try. And there's many different types of meditation. I mean, you might try one way, which doesn't work for you, but if you try another way, try another way. Yeah, I mean, some people meditate while they're swimming. Like yeah, you can do it's it. Different. It's like surfing. Um, exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would have never like in a million years like thought I'd be a yoga fan. But I mean, yeah. I can't do all the poses and I've learned that yoga, you're not supposed to perfect mm. the pose. Like some people can. And yeah. I mean, it's beautiful to see when uh, like when you can perfect a pose. Um, but 100% um, yoga for me. I also I knew there was something there. I tried it I couldn't figure it out and then the ego gets in the way it's like oh I've got I got I got to get the pose right and then you frustrated because I can't do this pose no, I still but get like, like that eh? yeah me um, as well but you start to realize as you progress it's like okay cool you do what you need to do for your body and then you know, it's, it's it's it starts to make sense and for me yoga is more of a mind workout than physically it's like sometimes it's hard it's like your mind wants to like you have to battle with your own thoughts and like you come out of a yoga session sometimes it's like sure okay like it's it's definitely a lot more than physical exercise no no it's, it's 100% like it's, a, it's, it's mostly mind like, yeah it is that's what people forget it's all mm. mind definitely definitely yeah. so you're gonna do Ironman next year half Ironman it's what the plan eh? well, that's the plan um, but yeah I was speaking, we went cycling this morning and um, amazing my, my wife my wife and I and uh, she's managed to rope in her friend David okay. so that will give us a bit of a kick to do it but either way yeah, I mean I think um, and I've got another mate Duncan but yeah, he's keen for uh, something yeah, the, I, not I next year for the following June yeah. but um, I want to now maybe push for January because I know it's I've got the the running ace the cycling ace the swimming I'm working on um, so I've recently started swimming yeah. lessons not just yeah. the open water swimming yeah. basically um, yeah. but I've realized it's when you're in a wetsuit and that it's um, and you like it's it's another like it's as I said like, it's a different game, out there yeah. mm, it is swimming is something therapeutic about swimming and for me it's not a it like it's not a like I used to my problem what I realized before I got sick I, I, for me it was a race to everything so you'd have to uh, yeah, like um, you just want to like get a good time, and now yeah. I just enjoy it, and it comes naturally. Eh? Mm. It's not about beating anyone. It's not about. I mean, obviously, you want to do yes, a good time and that, but yeah, the ego. Once you stop trying to force the outcome and actually enjoy the journey, yeah, that's 100%. where that's where the, the secret and it, lies. Then it comes naturally. Eh? It's mm. like yeah, um, and then automatically you do better. Yeah, so, it's yeah. like in business and that. It's not. Like uh, Simon Sinek always says, it's Ooh, yeah, the, the, the why. Like yeah. why you're doing something. It's yeah. and that's what life. If you can figure out why, mm. in look what well, why you're doing things in life. Mm. Uh, what what was that saying the other day that I liked? The uh, way you do anything is the way you do yes. everything. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I definitely you said that. I don't know. Yeah, but, the way um, you do anything is the way you do everything. Um, I also can't think of 
who who said that now? I'm sure it but was I, in a also, meditation I heard. Yeah, yeah I noticed um, that with myself because sometimes when nobody's looking, you might like you might do things that you know you shouldn't do, but you get away with it because no. And that hit home for me when I realized, hang on, the way you do anything, even the small things, is the way you ultimately do everything, and it's so powerful. It really is powerful. Yeah. Um, but but I mean, as I said, so like, for me, yeah, first and foremost, if I didn't have like Jess has been the like anchor to mm-hmm. my whole recurring like she's I mean she she's the one who found Johnny she's the one who like researched mm-hmm. fasting the, even the cryotherapy I think really? she actually told me about amazing um, yeah but she just when she finds things and she's constantly researching and obviously now she's gone back to focusing on her company but mm-hmm. the first few months when I got sick yeah um, she was just researching like send me uh, and like when the, the we went vegan when she tried for a few days uh, but it's yeah I mean she like the dishes that you can make yeah it's phenomenal like people think that oh what can you do with veg but there's some incredible things you can mm. do with um, amazing stuff yeah I, I, yeah it's something when I I've been on this journey for years and a lot of people that initially start is always like, well, what do you eat? What do you eat? What do you eat? There's actually more to eat once you yeah. realize the things that you never ate before because there's such a wide range of, of foods and whatnot. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, but it's, it's cool to hear about Jess and having such a strong partner foundation like rock in your life. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, yeah. it's not something that I've only experienced in the last year with having Tara in my life. But if you don't have somebody who's really there to support you and believe in you and all the rest, you're kind of lost. Yeah. Um, so it's... That's yeah, you're going to be going for a scan next month for like an update check? Yeah, I don't know. I must find out the dates and then I'll... But you healed yourself. You uh, are yeah, healing yourself. And whether, whatever the news is, yeah. I'm okay with it. Um, We're definitely going to do a follow-up one of these another exactly. chat because we can chat for hours, I think, no, on different no, exactly, topics. Yeah. I want to collaborate. I want to get involved with some of the stuff. I want to see what's happening with Project cool. Playground. I want to come out with you and we need to do more stuff together. Yeah, right amazing. Now. Uh, like Thanks Ivana, so much Ivana, for having me. Eh? It's been an absolute pleasure. Ivana messaged me and he said to me, "It's like it's not just about the podcast. I think you guys will hit it off in terms of other things, and I really think so. I think you're an awesome testament to the fact that you can achieve anything. And like, dude. you're an awesome human being, brother. It's been a nice pleasure to meet you. Likewise, eh? Yeah. Thanks so much for your cool. time, man. Thanks, brother. Sweet. Cheers, man. Cheers, dude. This has been awesome. Yeah.